This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. Welcome to My Sexy Stories. Enjoy your night or the start of your day, made spicy by our imaginative stories. Feast your eyes to the inspiration of this story, Janice Griffith. Check her Instagram linked below and enjoy listening to My Sexy Stories. The next story is posted by author Minchel Hayok from r slash erotica. The title of this post is Office Lover Lynn. Sit back and enjoy the story. It had to happen eventually. Big Red Lynn Fortier and my wife Janie would wind up in the same place at the same time. There wasn't necessarily a reason that it had to happen. Like a lot of people, I had a feeling that bad luck was just part of the normal workings of the world. I could imagine Captain Edward Smith of the Titanic losing his British stiff upper lip. He'd bang his head against the wall and complain, Why does everything happen to me? In the period immediately following our tryst in the back of the building, Lynn became almost careless in the way she behaved. While once she had mostly stayed in her office, now she was off and out and about in the rest of the place. Twice more, once in the afternoon and once in the evening, we had trysts in that unrented space at the north end of the structure. On one other occasion, we did it in her own office late in the evening. The uncomfortable part was that she was now spending a lot of time near me. If she was walking around, she would smile and wink at me if I caught her eye. Sometimes she would sit in the extra chair in my cubicle and chat with me. At one point when this was going on, I got the attention of my supervisor, Denise Behrens, and gave her a look. Please get me out of this. Denise just looked back and shook her head. There is nothing I can do. There was another incident in which we had a staff meeting and Lynn planted herself in the chair next to me. She smiled warmly at me when she sat down. I realized that this was my own problem to solve. One day Lynn was in my cubicle talking softly about how she was going to get an English schoolgirl outfit and we'd play a game with me as the meme. A grieved headmaster. The situation was getting out of control, and I felt I now had the authority to tell Lynn what I thought. I made a gesture for her to follow me, and we went to the window at the north end of the first floor, the floor just below ours. I said, Lynn, you really have to act more carefully. I mean in interactions with me, you haven't been doing that very well recently. Her answer was almost irrelevant. That unrented space we go into, that is not actually part of our company's facilities. It doesn't matter. And you have been all over me like. I couldn't finish the thought, so she did it for me, like yellow on bananas. She laughed, what a stupid cliche that is. I think it's actually, like white on rice. But never mind, some of her innate arrogance came out. I'm the boss around here. And it doesn't matter to me who knows about our affair. Well Lynn, it matters to me. You worry too much. Nobody is going to get fired over this. Probably not. But it would be very awkward if people here start gossiping about us. So what do you want me to do about it? I glanced down the hallway to make sure no one we knew was around. Then I let her have it. One thing is, stop coming around and sitting in my cubicle with me. You never sat with anybody else before in all the months I've been here. She pouted at me, and I knew it was mostly a put-on. You just don't like me anymore. I still wasn't sure if I had ever really liked her at all or if I was just in it for a convenient sex ride. I said, look, this isn't college. It's a workplace. Our livings come from here. There has to be some. Call it professionalism in the way we act in this place. Even if we are banging each other. Discretion. Lynn, that's what I'm talking about. Discretion. 
and you seem to have lost that recently. I thought she'd continue arguing with me, but she didn't. All right, I admit, I've overdone this behavior. From now on I'll tone it down. I mean, I promise, a lot. Then a second later she was back to sexual topics. I need to put together that English schoolgirl outfit I mentioned before. I said, it can't be that hard. All you need is a plaid skirt and knee socks, and a jacket of some kind. How about those schoolgirl hats? Where would I get one of those? This was long before one could just go online and order something of that type. Lynn, I don't know a fucking thing about women's clothing. Probably you could get one if you looked around in Manhattan. As she pondered this, I broke in again. Lynn, I have to have your word that you are going to be, whatever. Bringing it down a notch, acting like an adult around here. She sounded chagrined. I know Paul. I have to act responsibly. I mean, I do hold an important position in this company. Actually, in the larger scheme of things, she was far down on the personnel chart of the larger corporation. Anyway, then she grinned at me. Maybe I need a good sound spanking to get the point across. A week later Lynn came up with a concept that I sometimes wonder was actually aimed at me, but maybe I was being a bit paranoid. For some reason, she decided that she would take all five production editors including me, plus Denise Barron's, to lunch at the Alexis Steakhouse not far from our office. To top it off, all of us could bring along our spouses or significant others along for the festivities. The point of all this was to honor the fine work that the production staff had been doing in, well, in recent weeks. The timeline was rather vague. I hadn't seen that we all had accomplished anything of any unusual importance in that period. It had been the same old grind as always. I did have to decide whether I'd tell my wife Janie about it and then invite her to attend the event. Some instinct told me that Lynn had cooked up this plan mostly so that she could meet and assess my wife. It somehow seemed important that I follow through on Lynn's plan and make sure that Janie attended this lunch date. I couldn't say why that would matter. It seemed below the level of my conscious thought. Janie, at 32, was an attractive woman with long dark hair. Like Lynn, she wore glasses, but also like Lynn she was a bit vain about meeting them. Thus they often wound up at the top of her head rather than over her eyes where they might have done her some good. The aspect of Janie that wasn't so attractive was her personality, which could best be described as moody. At that point in early May, she was just coming out of one of her sulky periods. In fact, she had cut me off from any sexual contact for over two weeks. I don't know why, but that was about to end with a bang. By later in the day, Janie was down to fuck, and she was ready to do a lot of it too. I still wonder if there was some kind of force field emanating from Lynn that set this in motion. I admit I don't understand everything that happens when women interact with each other. Lynn had a smoldering sexual presence going, and who's to say that Janie didn't pick up on that and then copy it for herself? My wife was attractive enough, but she was much more low-key compared to our executive director. On the appointed day we all met in the office for a meet and greet, and Lynn, being divorced, was the only one of us without a companion. She was nicely dressed in a purple, short-sleeved blouse, a black skirt, dark nylon stockings, and black high heels. I was sure that she had a garter and straps to hold up her nylons. Janie looked good too, but her outfit was more restrained, which fit in with her more modest outlook on life. She had a long-sleeved black blouse, a gray skirt, no stockings, and dark shoes with straps. The two of them didn't see each other up close until we were at the restaurant. Lynn arranged it so that she was sitting directly opposite us at the table. Janie knew that she was the executive director, of course, but they had never met before. For the first couple of minutes, Janie seemed a bit suspicious of her, perhaps, but that didn't last long. 
Lin knew how to turn on her charm when needed, and she did that during the initial round of drinks. Her method was to praise me, which struck me as odd at the beginning. She was saying nice things about my diligence and the care I took when handling author requests, many of which were completely unreasonable when trying to get a book out on time. It all seemed like complete bullshit, and yet Jamie bought it all. Later I speculated that my wife basically considered me a loser. But hearing my boss's boss compliment me pleased her. Maybe it even reassured her that I had some worthy qualities that perhaps she hadn't noticed before. There was one seemingly perilous moment when Lynn referred to the late hours I usually worked. She said, I know he has to be here often at night, but we need to make sure that we keep to our schedules. I'm sorry, I know that has a deleterious impact on your marriage, but it can't be helped. I expected Janie's suspicious side to emerge, and she would ask something like, Really? And where are you when all of these late nights are going on? But she didn't ask that. Instead, she went into her suck-up mode and said, That's okay. I understand that it is necessary for the good of the company. It was odd to sit there and ponder that I had screwed both of these ladies. Although only Lin knew the whole truth of the matter, it was also true that only Lin had gotten a thorough punishment from me on her wide backside. That was never going to happen with Jamie, although my better half could definitely benefit from some firm beatings on her rear end. When the time came to leave, Janie and I got into our horizon and Lynn drove off in her Audi. Back at the office, Janie wanted to hang around for a while and sit in my cubicle's extra chair. That was the same chair that Lynn had used during her various chats with me. I was surprised when Janie took my hands and kissed me warmly. Then she said, Paul, I really need, I mean, to have you physically. I mean right now. And where would we do that? You know. She pointed towards the steel doors at the north end of the room. I know there is plenty of room in there where we could fool around to our heart's content. I tried to remember when I had ever told her about that and used space. The main purpose of me going in there was to give Lynn a fucking when she wanted one. Surely I must have had some other reason for describing that area to Janie, but I couldn't remember what it was. Janie didn't seem to care. She wanted to fuck, and the sooner the better. Anyway, we went in there and into that one room with the desk and chair. After some make-out preliminaries, she removed her gray skirt and little black panties and bent over the desk. In fact, she got one knee up on the tabletop so I could get a good angle on her. We coupled vigorously, and we both had intense orgasms. Janie made more noise during that sex act than she had in a very long time. I worried that perhaps that she was overdoing it, and that people might hear us through the steel doors. There didn't seem to be any way to lock them so we had to take our chances. Afterward, we sat on the floor next to the desk and held each other. I wanted to tell Janie that I loved her, but we hadn't used that word with each other in months. That wasn't her priority on that day anyway. After a little while she said, Paul, I want to do it again. I want to be sitting in this chair when you bang me. First, she took off her blouse so I could see her lacy black bra which matched her panties lying on the floor. She loosened the bra so that the nipples were exposed and I could suck on them during foreplay. When I penetrated her as she sat in the chair, she seemed even more enthusiastic than during her first go-round with me. Her legs were spread wide, then she would wrap them around my back. Eventually, we both had passionate climaxes. Janie's moans of pleasure were even louder this time. Afterward, I knelt in front of her and rested my head in her lap. She ran her hands through my hair. I looked down, and I saw through her shoes to her red-painted toenails. Then I looked up and saw that her glasses were at the top of her head as usual. She told me, you're such a sweet guy, you know that. Then how come you treat me so badly at times? I had seen this pattern before. She would ignore me for days, then suddenly develop an ardent lust for me. 
It was difficult to figure out her motives beyond statements like, I just want you to be the best man you can possibly be. Yeah, but honey, it's for you to accept me as I am, not to go around always trying to improve me. A sadness overcame me as I knelt there at her feet. Why couldn't we just have a normal, loving relationship? She didn't seem to be in a hurry to go anywhere, and neither did I finally we got up and put our clothes back together. She was quiet as I walked her to the lot where our second car, an aging Dodge Aspen, was parked. I made one attempt. Let's go out tonight and have some fun. Sorry, it feels like it's been a long day. I need to go home and take it easy. She had missed more than a half day of work for Lynn's party. Then she briefly kissed me and drove off. I wondered what kind of mood she'd be in tomorrow. Of course, I had to work late that evening. As I sat in my cubicle around 8pm I saw Lynn come around the corner in her purple blouse. When she spoke to me she got right to the point. I saw you kids go into that northern half this afternoon after lunch. So did you and Janie have a good time in there? I considered telling her to mind her own business, but I was feeling rather low and I wanted some sympathy. Actually, we had a great time. I banged her twice. But how did you know we were in there? I didn't see you around. Oh, I was keeping a low profile, but I did see you and your wife go through those doors. She sat down on the edge of my desk. You know, it occurred to me, maybe I had something to do with inspiring Janie's amorous desires today. It was odd, but that had been my theory too. Although I couldn't explain exactly how it had worked. Lynn, you are a very bad woman. I know that, which is why I need a firm bare-ass spanking. I mean right now. In the same place where you and Janie went today. I decided instantly to do it, and I took her by the arm. All right, Lynn sweetie, let's go. I hope you're ready for a sound beating that will make your backside feel like it's going to fall off. That's just perfect. I'm completely ready for it. I took her into the same room I had been in with Janie. It may have been the only one with any furniture in it. I sat on one of the corners of the desk, and I had Lynn bend over my lap. When I lifted her skirt, I saw that she indeed had a black garter and straps underneath. No surprises with that. She also had a skimpy pair of black panties on top of those. I removed them and dropped them on the floor. Lynn, you have about the most magnificent backside I have ever seen on a woman. It's just so round and perfectly shaped. Why? Thank you. It's nice to be appreciated. It's a pity that I have to punish it so hard. I don't know why I was so forceful in the way I spanked her. It had something to do with Janie I guess, and the overall weirdness of the day. Each time I hit her, she yelled and she rolled her hips on my lap. Her creamy white behind became pink, then it turned red. Did Richard ever punish you like this? No, never, I wish he had though. Then she seemed to change her mind. Man, you're really whacking me but good tonight. Are you sure you don't want some tuna fish? She rejected the safe word. Never. I hate the stuff. I spanked her until my arm got tired. Then I said, all right, that's enough. Stand over by the window. Put your hands on the sill. And bend over. I want to see what I've accomplished. I had accomplished quite a bit of damage with just my hand which was numb by that point. I also saw the fluids running out of her cunt as I had expected. Within a few moments, she asked me, you are going to fuck me, aren't you? Of course, Lynn. It would be very thoughtless of me not to do that. Like with Janie, I had her bend over the desk but both of her feet stayed on the floor. After coming twice with my wife, I had plenty of stamina for Lynn and she was very satisfied with the results. She said, oh God, several times during her climax. I don't remember what I said during mine. When we were done, she turned around and hugged me. She said, you really should give your wife a taste of what you just gave me. Her ass isn't as big as mine. 
but there is some meat back there that could use some serious smacking. You know that is never going to happen. I knew my voice sounded fatigued and confused, and Lin noticed it. What's the matter? Sweetie, has it been a long day for you? I answered as honestly as I could. Something like that. Something just feels wrong. She suddenly got very solicitous. Well, come into my office and tell your Auntie Lin all about it. She looked down. Oh, I almost forgot my panties. No one would know they're yours. Yes, but I'm sure people come in here to masturbate, just like you used to do before you met your hot executrix girlfriend. As she turned to leave, she grabbed the seat of her skirt and energetically rubbed her spanked behind. Man, you really gave me a firm punishment. Well, you asked for it, so I gave it to you. Back in her office, she asked me, would you like a glass of cognac? We sat close together on her couch and she tried to move her beaten ass into the most comfortable position she could find. I tried to explain my dissatisfaction with my present situation. I've got this two-woman harem going, and I don't know where I really stand with either of you. Janie is quite an attractive lady, but she could do a bit more to spice herself up a bit. But that's not really the issue. Something is bothering that girl, and I don't know what it is. It's very hard to predict what mood she's going to be in. Meanwhile, you, Lynn, you are my boss and you're also seven years older than I am. I regretted being so blunt with her, but she didn't seem to mind. You're legally tied to Janie, so it's not so easy to get rid of her. Well, you could try a separation and see how that goes. As for me, it's all ad hoc, but you have to see me every workday and you know how persistent I can be. I must have been looking depressed because that's how I felt. She said, cheer up. You're getting at least twice as much pussy as most guys ever get. Count your blessings and try to accept the situation as it is. Nothing in life is ever ideal. She put her arms around me and hugged me. See, things are not so bad. Try to give Janie as much screwing as you can and see if that doesn't sweeten her up. That's one thing I have to deal with. She's often doesn't want it. Although when she does, like this afternoon, she's quite a little cougar. Maybe she needs a boyfriend on the side. Lynn laughed at her own joke, but I didn't. I'd put up with it if it got her off my back. I'd set her up with somebody, but I'm not exactly overwhelmed with gentlemen callers. Give me some time to think about it. Maybe I'll find somebody appropriate. I said, you do get how weird this whole conversation is. Relax, I was mostly speculation. The problem with you, Paul, is that you expect life to be stress-free, and that's not the way things usually go. I pondered that for a moment. Lynn put one arm around my shoulder. Then she pulled her skirt up so that I could see her black stocking straps. I really look good today, don't I? I think we should turn the lights off and screw again. With my sore bottom, it would be best if I straddled you right here on this couch. How does that sound? It sounded wonderful, and for once I was happy to follow her instructions in all the details. If you want to listen to more of my sexy stories, go subscribe and be regaled by 5 Stories each and every day. Thank you for listening to my sexy stories.